Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my lit yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting beings everywhere. Today's podcast is about moving better through your breath. So You'll move better if you breathe better. You'll breathe better if you move better. They're very much connected. Breath is, as we know, breathing is going to happen. It's essential for our life, for us to be alive. The organs that we're familiar with breath are the hearts and lungs. And these are encased in the ribs, which will move with breath. And they come around and connect to the sternum at the front of the body. And they also connect in the back to the, the spine. So it's encasing the organs to protect it, but has some ability to move because when we're breathing and our lungs are expanding, the ribs also move. So I'm going to give you some anatomy s- simplified so that you can really understand uh, how breathing takes place at, at a basic level. I'm obviously not going to go into a ton of detail on a podcast, but just enough so you can understand so that you can improve your breathing and understand the mechanics of breath that happen that are, that is under our control. Some of it's going to happen regardless. Obviously we, we, we breathe when we sleep, we breathe when we're not even thinking about it. So there is um, involuntary actions that are happening all the time for breath to take place, but there is part of breathing that is under our control. Some of it is how we sit or stand, how our posture is. Posture is hugely important because even even from what I've told you thus far, you can imagine if your ribs are rounded or closed off and you're talking about the breath mechanics happen within the ribs, it would affect the breath. It would affect how big your breath is just from, from slumping over. So this container is responsive for how we breathe 
and it also affects how we breathe. There's in the in the container of the ribs, there are muscles that are in between the ribs themselves called intercostal muscles that interweave in there and help facilitate breath and make it bigger. They help to lift the ribs and expand the volume inside the cavity of the thorax so that we in, with an inhale so we can draw more breath in. And then it helps reduce the volume in the thorax by on the exhale, drawing the ribs together. So using the intercostal muscles is important. And if it's, if they're rigid or they're weaker or not as responsive, that lack of mobility and responsiveness will affect how big our breath can get. And those muscles are important, but they're only they're only a small part of the action, the action of breathing. The diaphragm is the big, big muscle of breath and initiating breath. And the diaphragm is fascinating because it has both um, voluntary and involuntary activity. Meaning again, it's, it's going to be working whether or not we think about it, but there's a part of it that we can control, we can strengthen that will really improve our breath. So if you imagine, if you're sitting, um, imagine the bowl of your pelvis. So that's where you are sitting on, you know, the, the bowl of the pelvis is at the very base of the spine and it's at the very top of the lower legs or the lower limbs. So that's where the pelvis is and stack on top of that, your shoulders and your shoulders we are, are a complex. So we're thinking about the bones of the shoulder, the head of the humerus, but also the clavicle, the sternum, which I already mentioned, and the coming around and back, the scapula. So if you kind of line up your shoulder complex over your pelvis, the spine in between, you can then picture some of the contents. You have the rib cage, and then about halfway between your shoulder and your pelvis is just imagine drawing a horizontal line. And that's about where the diaphragm comes in. And so it, it, it almost cuts the body in half in that, in that place so that you have your, the diaphragm of the lower part and then the thoracic diaphragm above that. And the diaphragm is very, very essential for core strengthening. It's essential for posture. It's essential for stability. And its location is crucial for taking huge, big breaths. And it attaches in a variety of places. It's the diaphragm is dome shaped. So it's been likened to a parachute or a mushroom and the dome shape of it also has attachments. It attaches to your psoas, which is this big muscle that comes from the, your low back and it dives through your gut viscera and attaches to another muscle inside your pelvis to then come and attached to your inner thigh. So it's this one, it's a one postural muscle. Um, it's the most significant postural muscle in my opinion, and I think in most people's opinion, um, that because it it goes from the back of the body to the front of the body through the body. It's pretty amazing. And it shares attachments with the diaphragm. So if you're sitting a lot and this muscle is getting shortened, it's gonna, it's gonna have effect on your diaphragm as well. Your diaphragm also attaches inside of the ribs. It attaches to the bottom of the lower six ribs, attaches to the spine, it attaches to your xiphoid process, that little thing at the end of your sternum that's kind of sometimes it sticks out on people. Um, it is. It has more attachments on the right side than the left side, and it attaches to part of your lumbar vertebra. 
So the two, um, what's, what are known as the crura, are like the stem of the mushroom, and they connect um, the breathing on the spinal column and integrate that into the upper and lower parts of the um, skeleton. So the diaphragm is the floor for the lungs and heart. That's that horizontal line I was talking about. And it's the ceiling for the organs, the liver, stomach, and spleen. So when a, um, if you're not familiar with it, but when a muscle contracts, it can, it can do that. If it's shortening, it shortens from its most stable end. So as the diaphragm is contracting, the movable part is pulled toward the stable part and the stable attachment is on the lumbar spine. So the diaphragm is when you inhale and the the breath goes up into the thoracic cavity, the diaphragm is pulled down into the pelvis and that's called, it's descending. So the the breath goes up into the diaphragm, uh, into the thoracic cavity, and then the pressure pulls the diaphragm down. And that is that expansiveness of breath that's happening. And then when you exhale, the diaphragm returns to its position. And that's that's the out breath. So this constant exchange of interior and exterior space is always happening. I don't think most people realize that with really good breaths, there has to be this, what I call, what is known as the excursion of the diaphragm, the ability of the diaphragm to move. And if it's not able to move in that way because of your position. Think about it, it touches to your lumbar spine. It needs to go down into the in, toward the pelvic uh, the pelvic bowl. Any of these attachments or a bill or space that's not there is going to restrict the diaphragm from moving. And in in restricting it, you're you're essentially weakening it because you're not allowing it to have its uh, contractile property. So Let's just back this up a little bit. I'm giving you all the anatomy so you can really understand it. Now think, Now let's put it into place. All right, so you first of all, you need to sit up tall. You need to sit up tall or stand up tall. And when you're sitting or standing, you want the, um, the feeling of the ribs being on top of the pelvis and in line underneath the shoulders. And you can put your hands on your ribs and feel the ribs. So when you breathe in, the diaphragm again will be being pulled down and the breath is going up into the thoracic cavity and the ribs are going out into your hands. So as you breathe into your hands, feel an upward lift of the thoracic cavity and an outward outward, um, opening of the ribs. Now, if that's not happening, if you're just going forward in the ribs, it's probably because of your position uh, that you sit in most of the day and that the only way your breath could go was kind of outward into the rib cage. So try this. Put one hand on the top portion of your ribs and then put the other hand on the bottom portion. So your right hand will be on your top portion. Your left hand will be on your bottom portion. And take a breath in. And move your hands in the direction you feel the breath going. So the bottom hand will help it move up and the top hand will help it move out. And then when you exhale, kind of close those two hands toward each other, not only inward, but a slightly upward and down, upward with the bottom hand, downward with the, the top hand. So it's just 
not a lot, but you're tracking the breath. So then change that up. Put the left hand on the top ribs, the right hand on your bottom right ribs. And do the same thing here. When you inhale, your top hand, your left hand, should help the ribs move out a little bit to the left. And your bottom hand should help the ribs move just straight up and clear more space for the diaphragm to drop down. And then when you exhale, uh, the ribs kind of return back to that place. So the, the diaphragm is strengthening just by being able to control the movement of it, right? It's going to be contracting as we breathe in and we breathe out. It releases because of its attachments. And remember, it attaches to the bottom lower six ribs, to the spine, to the, st- the xiphoid process. So when we can pre- bring our hands onto our ribs and get a better sense of the movement of the breath, we can facilitate it just a little bit more with our hands. And you'll notice when you take a bigger breath, because the um, diaphragm connects to the psoas, you will feel a kind of a more spaciousness in your low back because the psoas attaches to the lumbar vertebra and the, the thoracodorsal fascia. So you will feel when you get more space in the circumference of the ribs and the movement of the ribs up and more space for the diaphragm to drop down, you'll feel more opening in your back. And that's, that's beautiful. So if you are someone who, again, sits a lot and all of this um, center of mass is getting kind of squished, it's affecting your breath. So you probably are, tend to be a upper upper body breather, which is all the way up into the clavicle area. And that is types of breath that's really inefficient. So the very, very top of your breath should be able to get up into the clavicle, the collarbone area, the sternum, but it shouldn't be held there and restricted there. It needs to have this full volume inside of the ribs with the diaphragm dropping down and coming back up. So if, if, if our diaphragm is strong, we're regulating our, the, pro, the pressure in the body and that helps improve it. And that also keeps you more strong and balanced all the way around because your posture is, is improved and it's balanced. Similarly, if your diaphragm is not strong, if it's weak, then you are going to be weakened by that. It's going to be weakening your, your core, the way you, your posture and it's also going to be weakening your breath. And when you have a weak breath, it's not it's it's not a good thing because you are more likely to be kind of staying in a high arousal state of uh, sympathetic within sympathetic nervous system because your breath is part of this regulatory process for calming ourselves down in the parasympathetic mood. If we are stuck up in this kind of panty breath in our in our um, upper chest, that is a state of, of stress. There's a lot of stress um, hormones that are released when you're kind of in a panty stage. <laughs> so there's many, many reasons why it's important to breathe well. One, it's improving your posture. Two, it's actually strengthening your posture as well. It's strengthening the way you're holding yourself because of the connections the diaphragm has to a huge postural muscle, the psoas. And three, it's helping your stress. It's helping you, your nervous system, because it's going to keep you more modulated and not in, in this kind of chronic, like 
anxious, more anxious state. It's because anxiety is very much connected to the stress hormones, right? And your stress hormones are regulated by your adrenals. And these are all affected by the way you breathe. So breathing is important and it's going to give you obviously more efficiency with your movement as well. So it's going to help you move better, not only because you're standing better, but because that you have uh, more endurance and more efficiency with your breath. It's not just coming randomly, not randomly, but just automatically, but there's also a voluntary component to it, meaning you're contributing to it. And so this development of understanding how the psoas works, and it's more complicated than that. It works in relationship to the iliopsoas and in relationship to the other abdominal walls. There's a lot of connections there. But if you can just start to imagine the the very fundamental structures of it, the bowl of the pelvis, the shoulder girdle on top, the thorax in between, and then this horizontal line that divides, that is representing the diaphragm and how it divides the abdominal cavity from the thoracic cavity, and that we want breath in all of those places, and we want breath to move in all dimensions. So it moves up and down, it moves front and back, it moves out to the side into this into the lateral area as well of the ribs. So you can do this also in a relaxing way by lying on your back. Not everybody is going to be able to do that at this moment, but if you lie on your back, you can do this similar action. Put one hand on your belly, one hand at the at the chest, and can you feel the breath? Can you get an, an idea of where the breath can go fully? So it goes into your belly, it goes up into the chest, and then it goes out into the, into the sides of the ribs. And it even goes back into the back. And that's when you feel that expansiveness because of the diaphragm's connection to the psoas. So the breath is fully all dimensions. And think about where your breath tends to get stuck. And you need to pay more attention to that. And the way you're going to get it to move is through this body awareness, meaning your brain is figuring out where it's stuck and it's bringing more attention there. And then trying to actively through this, these ideas of expanding, get the breath there. So again, as you inhale, you start from the belly and expanding the breath up, the diaphragm drops down toward the pelvic floor. You'll feel pressure on the pelvic floor, light, um, light pressure there. The ribs go out in space and back a little bit. And the breath can come all the way up into the chest, into the clavicle, and then exhale and it returns. So it's like an accordion and feel where you need to get more of this opening in your accordion. But know that you can do that through A, your vision, visualizing it, using your hands, putting your hands in the areas where you need the breath to go, getting your posture upright, and then working on the, the strength and toning of the abdominals and the diaphragm. Because the strength of the deep core, which is the diaphragm is part of, will help you fully get an exhale so that you can have a full and beautiful inhale. So that's a really, really quick functional anatomy wisdom bomb um, about breath. I hope this helps. Listen to it again. But think of it just as, as a visual and use your hands to help your breath move and then use the contractile um, property of the diaphragm and the abdominals to help it fully help you exhale and return. But sit up, stand up, move well, and I'm pulling for you. 
breathe better, it'll make you feel better. Hugs from me to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.